Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 18th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our two at two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers, using the incredible checks and balances built into the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Some call it a Jesus revolution. I'm not for standard revolution. They all go wrong, but the Jesus revolutions go well. Welcome to the broadcast. I am Sam Bushman. Last hour, we talked about Vivek Ramaswamy's comments, drill, frack, burn coal, crank up nuclear. Nobody else has the guts to really deliver like that. But the fact is, we talked about a bunch of Dennis Prager videos over at PragerU. Fossil fuels, the big picture created by Alex Stein. What's wrong with wind and solar? Mark Mills. How dangerous is nuclear waste? James Maids, nuclear energy abundant, clean and safe. Michael, uh, Cheryl, 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 I guess is how you say it. Anyway, great videos, great commentary, great answer to the problems that we're facing here. Okay, look, we've got to move forward in society and we need more energy, not less. And the only way to make it happen right now is nuclear. And the only way to make it happen is to appropriately deal with the risk-reward analysis. Build small enough nuclear power plants to be safe and spread them out so that you don't have a massive one. If you have a little teeny one with a leak, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, Then if you don't believe me, how can we can openly watch reactors run at universities like the University of Utah? If they're that dangerous, you could never openly watch one of those things run. Well, Sam, well, that's way too low power. I know, but you can get enough power to spread them out and build them cheap, and why don't we work on that? We've done that to everything else. Computers, airplanes, and I can go on and on and on and on. There's answers. Imagine a nuclear-powered train that could just cruise across America fast as all get out. Super independent, super low cost. All these things could be done. Anyway, great last hour on that topic. Now we switch gears to racism. Why? Because we can't avoid racism when the government is so racist. They want to claim that I'm the racist, that I'm the bad guy. I'm the guy that literally says, hey, I don't give a rip if Dennis Prager and the people that surround him are Jewish. Uh, They're doing a great job, and they're right on the point. I don't care if somebody's black or Mexican or whatever else. I had on Diego Rodriguez the other day. Uh, He's super Mexican, 100% Mexican, he says. But you know what? Him and I believe in the same things. Government needs to leave us alone and not steal babies. Okay? We're on the same page. Okay? I've had all kinds of people on the radio with me. It's about issues, not about race. It's about issues, not necessarily about religion. Although I believe that the Christianity religion is the answer. But I'm still willing to be friends with people like Vivek Ramaswamy who don't believe that. They believe in a higher power than government, though. They believe in God. 
it's different than I do, but I don't think he's evil or has any bad intentions. Can't we just set that aside and be friends? The Founding Fathers understood that principle and did it oh so well. They had all kinds of different views on religion, but they understood the quintessential fact that government needs to be the creation of the people. And the people answer to a higher source, and that's not government. Government is the creation of the people. The creator, however you define that, is the one that created us. So if the creator created us and the creation, the earth, and then we the people are here and we're asked to take good care of it, then we do the best we can to make that happen. Well, I am the one that says we're all God's children and we should act like it. We should treat each other kindly, with love and respect, regardless of our differences. I've highlighted that till the cows come home and I'll continue to. Like I say, I wrote an article back in 2015, a clarion call for civility on this very topic alone. Well, heck, I was talking about it way before I wrote that article. That article now is almost nine years old, people. Right now, the racists are in your government. The racists are in your non-governmental organizations that want to divide and destroy this country. Their real backing is communism and terrorism and everything that would destroy all that we hold dear. An anti-God approach, if you will. You don't believe me? All right. Well, it looks like there is a huge catastrophe. It's at the U.S. Coast Guard. And the U.S. Coast Guard leadership long concealed a report, a critical report about racism, hazing, and sexual misconduct. You don't believe me? CNN even reports on it. Melanie Hicken over at CNN highlights this so well. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri even speaks out about it. Uh, let's play the CNN report first. Uh, here it is. This culture of respect report obtained by CNN was based on interviews with hundreds of Coast Guard employees in 2015. Among the alarming conclusions, Coast Guard personnel accept poor behavior as status quo. The Coast Guard does not provide sufficient measures to prevent sexual assault. And Coast Guard personnel have been discriminated against and sexually harassed. It's been kept from the public dubbed for official use only. The front page saying it should be disseminated only on a need-to-know basis and kept in a locked container. The report describes the failures of Coast Guard leadership, claiming leaders are not fully aware of perpetrator-predator characteristics and have allowed Coast Guard members to escape accountability. In one example cited, a military member was reduced in rank and asked to leave the service after being involved in a sexual harassment complaint, only to be hired later by the Coast Guard as a supervisor and was even accepted as a victim advocate into the Coast Guard's program for sexual assault victims. I have experienced racism. And as a black queer woman, I've experienced harassment. Retired Coast Guard commander and whistleblower Kimberly Young McClear is one of the people who knew the report existed and has pushed for its release for years. I and many of us were very, very angry and very upset that this was a document that spelled out exactly what the culture was, provided a roadmap of how we can improve the culture, and the Coast Guard sat on it and then they buried it. 
In 2019, young McClear even testified in front of Congress about the toxic culture in the Coast Guard. If they had implemented the vast majority of the recommendations that it absolutely could have prevented what happened to me and not just me. What continues to happen across the entire U.S. Coast Guard. Yet the Coast Guard and the Department of Homeland Security have for years refused to release the report publicly. And keep in mind, this newly uncovered report was written four years before another internal Coast Guard report that was kept secret until a CNN investigation last summer. Dubbed Operation Felt Anchor, it substantiated dozens of rapes at the Coast Guard Academy. I again apologize to each victim, survivor, their loved ones. We failed to provide the safe environment that every member of the Coast Guard deserves. The problems outlined in both reports still persist, according to dozens of recent and current Coast Guard employees who have spoken with CNN. They worry that change will not happen in the future until the Coast Guard confronts its past. In order to improve the culture, they have to acknowledge what the culture actually is. Pamela, why go to all this trouble to investigate wrongdoing at the Coast Guard and not release the report? Well, Anderson, that is the million-dollar question here. Uh, the Coast Guard tells us that this report was not intended to be released widely, but now it's going to be made public next week, along with the results of the 90-day review ordered after CNN's first story five months ago. Also, a spokesperson says the Coast Guard has taken action on 60 of the 129 recommendations in that culture of respect report that you just heard about. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm not here to agree with CNN on everything. But again, this is what I mean by I don't take any, I don't take any preferential treatment, folks. When it's a principle, an issue, I want to be on the right side of the issue. And believe it or not, CNN is on the right side of the issue in terms of reporting this. The Coast Guard is on the wrong side of the issue in burying this. Now, they quoted this black queer woman that's been wronged and abused by the system. I stand with her. You heard me. I stand with her. Not because she's black or white. I don't care. She's one of God's children, okay? Um, but, and I don't agree with her queer behavior or her queer uh, lifestyle or, I don't know how to phrase this because anything I say will be used against me. Her choices, someone say, well, it's not a choice. We're born this way. Okay, but forget the science for a second. I don't agree with her on this point. However, I agree that no one should have any kind of sexual harassment by anyone else, period. I don't care if you're black or queer or gay or straight or what or this or that or male, female, tall, short, and transgender. I, I don't think anybody should be abused by anybody. And I don't think any system should allow that kind of behavior or treatment of anyone. But you're not talking about Sam Bushman, who they say is a racist. You're talking about the Coast Guard. And they don't say that it's a simple example. They say it's across the board, flat-out racism, flat-out sexism, flat-out harassment, flat-out hazing. And it's not just one instance, two instances. It's all over the place to the point where there's 20, 129 recommendations to solve the problem. And they had two reports on it and buried them both. And then these guys are literally going to say, oh, Sam, you're a bad guy. Are you kidding me? In 2015, this is when this report came out. It's literally almost nine years later, and CNN's reporting on it, and I'm finally picking up and giving CNN some credit. 
Now listen to me carefully. Back in 2015, that's when I wrote the article, A Clarion Call for Civility. Let's treat each other with kindness. Let's set aside our differences. Let's let's ad- admit that we can disagree, but be kind. I may not agree with what you say, but I agree with your right to say it, and so on and so on. So while the Coast Guard system-wide is involved in racism, hazing, sexual misconduct, I'm promoting a clarion call for civility. Let's set the record straight of who's doing what. CNN's right. Okay, good for Melanie reporting on this. She's got guts. And shame on the U.S. Coast Guard leaders. Now, I know what they're going to do. They're going to basically issue these reports. They're going to say, by golly, we've got it straightened out. Uh, We've taken, you know, all these different recommendations, put them in place. We're safe now. And then in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, we're going to have another scandal. Bigger than the first. Because unless we become a moral, honest people, you're going to have this happen. But imagine, they literally report me to Congress as a domestic threat. The Southern Poverty Law Center and the Southern Poverty Law Center doesn't even talk about the Coast Guard and their systemic countrywide and beyond leadership who not only allowed this to happen, but then buried it and covered it up. And I'm the bad guy. Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri, Missouri even speaks out about this. And he claims that the report was not only deliberately concealed from the public, but deliberately concealed from Congress. Forbes Breaking News is where I got this. It's the at sign, so it came from Twitter, right? Forbes Breaking News. Check this out. Thanks, Senator Butler. Senator Hawley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to you and the ranking member for holding this hearing today. Thank you for each of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your service to our country, first of all. And thank you for serving your country today by being here today to shine light and expose what has happened. And I, I just want to say, uh, I can't believe we are sitting here today. I can't, first of all, words fail me in, in saying what has happened to each of you and offering condolences. That doesn't begin to, to cut it. But I, I also just cannot believe that the extent of the cover-up for years and years and years and years. And I also can't believe, Mr. Chairman, that the Coast Guard has had this report since 31 January 2020, and they sit on it for three-plus years and deliberately conceal it from us. I mean, deliberately conceal it. Ms. Morrow, I wanted to ask you about something you said in your written testimony. I cannot imagine what this was like for you. You said you found out from CNN that your case was included in Operation Fouled Anchor. I just want to read what you said here. Not from an Academy representative, not from CGIS, not from Congress. The news was broken to me by the press over the phone while I was wiping my child's runny nose. Tell us what it is like to frankly be betrayed in that way, such that you've got, you've got a, a member of the press, you know, which thank, thank goodness they got it. Thank goodness whomever it was, the whistleblower, whomever leaked it to them. Because otherwise, we probably still wouldn't know about it. But just tell, just tell us what that was like to get a call and, and to say, hey, by the way, there's this report that you've never heard of, and your case is in it, and do you have a comment? Um, yes, I have several. Um, I would like to start by saying that I wish I could put that whistleblower on my Christmas card list for the rest of my life. Because without that whistleblower, 
something that I had thought that I had put to bed decades ago was just resurrected. Um, I was, have been minding my own business the last several decades. I left the academy, um, haven't had careers like the other ladies up here. I am living a blissfully average life with my husband and my children in Tennessee. And in a mom bun and like dirty leggings, my very good friend sent me a link in my text messages saying, look at the CNN article. Weren't you at the academy during this time period? And again, my heart hit my feet and I read the report and I immediately contacted the CNN reporter. She immediately contacted me back and said, I've been looking for you. Your name is in this report. I've been looking for you. And it was clear to me that even though I had been in therapy all those years, that I, I had not healed. And like I mentioned in my testimony, I was wiping my son's runny nose with my phone up to my ear like this, listening to her tell me this. And I still don't have words. I've been suffering since June, since I heard. Went back into therapy and uh, finally found a great counselor who diagnosed me with complex PTSD. And that was very freeing. So this is in many ways been a blessing for me because I finally have a diagnosis for the things that I thought were just personality quirks these last 20 years was actually in fact PTSD. Um, I don't know if that answers your question fully. <laughs> All right, we can go ahead and stop no, it. You, you bet it does. But I, but I really wanted to highlight this point. So this is the CNN article, U.S. Coast Guard leaders long conceal a report about racism, hazing, and sexual misconduct. Now, it's not one report, it's two. And they both got buried about sexual misconduct, hazing, racism, abuse, two reports. They not only got buried from the public, but according to Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, that report was blocked from Congress deliberately concealed from Congress as well. Forbes News with that. So now you got CNN and Forbes both on the same topic going, hey, what the heck is happening? And you got the Southern Poverty Law Center writing letters to Congress saying Sam is the nexus of hate in America? And this girl's like, I found out from the news that I had my name in this report. Well, I found out that they had said that I was the nexus of hate, anti-government, and white supremacy in America. Uh, the same kind of way. A buddy called me and said, Sam, do you realize you're in this report that went to Congress? There's a letter with your name in it. And James Edwards and I worked through that together. And together we found it. And uh, I think he actually found it and sent it to me. And uh, then I pursued it and worked on it. And yes, indeed, my congressman already says, hey, you are on the congressional record 
They are as expert witnesses from collegiate universities stating that you are a danger and a threat to the country and a terrorism committee, a domestic terrorism committee, that you are the nexus of hate, anti-government white supremacy in America. Now, folks, you think this lady feels betrayed over the U.S. Coast Guard's sexual harassment issues? I do think she be, feels betrayed. I pray for her and identify with her that, wow, has she been wronged. I've been wronged in a completely different way. But isn't the core the same? What do I mean? They're using sex, the environment, racism, any divide they can, right? Well, the Obamas are in the news. And, you know, Barack was supposedly the first black president. Never mind that he's half white and he's half black, and so he's a biracial man. I'm okay with all that. I don't care. I disagree with him on policy and just about everything under the sun because I believe the guy's a communist. That's my opinion to which I'm entitled. I believe his father was Frank Marshall Davis, a communist, and I don't think that they want that fact to come out. Now, I don't have evidence or fact or proof of that. All I have is all kinds of circumstantial evidence, including his brother, who's says he's not really his brother. All it would take is a couple of DNA tests and a uh, a follow-up on Joe Arpaio's uh, evidence of uh, the issue regarding uh, a faked forged birth certificate uh, and a few DNA tests and would have all the answers we need. But see, nobody will do that. They just say you're a conspiracy nut, you're a birther, you're crazy, you're whacked, you're... but the truth shall set us free. But while they call me a racist, and I'm the one that says I believe in all God's children, we should uh, realize we're all God's children and we should act like that, treat each other like that. I even think the Obamas should be treated kindly, even though I believe they're absolutely dangerous to the country. It's my opinion. But look, they haven't committed a, uh, um, well, they haven't committed a crime that anybody's willing to try. So if we're going to say there's no crimes, then fine. But uh, I, I'm not here to attack the Obamas. I'm here to deal with principle. Well, while I'm writing a clarion call for civility and building callforcivility.com website, and while I'm taking on the Southern Poverty Law Center and the IREHR and the, all these clowns because they say I'm a racist and they're putting me in danger uh, in front of the FBI and uh, the Justice Department and Homeland Security, and while they're lying about me, I create hatescam.com showing the truth and the credibility of these people that are making the false claims against me. I'm helping Matt Staver and others with their lawsuit against the Southern Poverty Law Center right now. Okay, but while I'm doing that, the Barack Obama crew are making movies. Did you know that? What do I mean? Barack and Michelle Obama made a movie. And the headline comes from Jack Crane. Obama's got blasted for movie discouraging trust in white people. Jack Crane with the piece. Now think about that. The Obamas make a movie. Yeah, the movie's called Leave the World Behind. Okay? Based on a uh, Ruman Alab's uh, novel. I guess it's Ruman Alab's novel. And it revolves around two different families who must live together after a, quote, technology blackout isolates them uh, from the outside world, all right? Now, according to Newsweek, uh, this thing is uh, 
the latest movie from the Obamas. Leave the World Behind is a Netflix production. And Leave the World Behind has become Netflix's. Is that a word, Netflix's? Anyway, has become Netflix, quote, number one film worldwide since its release. Holding the top spot in 85 countries. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about this more because this is absolutely insanity. I am Sam Bushman. God save us all. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Dave Collins. President Biden is safe after a car collided with a vehicle that was part of the president's security detail Sunday in Delaware. Biden was walking to a waiting SUV from his campaign office when a car hit a Secret Service vehicle being used to close off intersections. The car was surrounded by police following the accident with the president and First Lady Jill Biden unharmed. It is unknown the circumstances behind the crash. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham believes a border security deal won't happen until after the first of the year. We feel like we're being jammed. We're not anywhere close to a deal. It'll go into next year. Speaking on NBC's Meet the Press, Graham slammed President Biden's border policy, saying the president has obliterated the border. The Republican senator has been a staunch supporter of providing aid to Ukraine and Israel, said he still supports the two countries, but Biden should apply the same vigor and energy to fix a broken U.S. border. You can expect airports and roads to be jam-packed this holiday season. AAA's annual end-of-year forecast projects that a lot of Americans will be traveling 50 miles or more over the 10-day year-end holiday travel period from Saturday, December 23rd to Monday, January 1st, 2024. AAA's IAXA Diaz. AAA's projecting 150 million Americans to be traveling over the holiday period. Nearly 104 million of those people will be driving. Seven and a half million are expected to fly. And then there's a four million number, and those are the people who are traveling by other modes. Chances are you're going to encounter some bad traffic. I'm Skip Kelly. A new study says Americans eat an extra meal each day just by snacking. Researchers at the Ohio State University studied data and found that Americans consume up to 500 calories daily from snacks alone, which is often more calories than breakfast but with less nutritional value. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo Promo 
code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm saying this is absolutely insane. They're calling Sam Bushman a racist. But you've literally got the Obamas being blasted for creating a movie. Leave the World Behind is what it's called. Leave the World Behind has become Netflix's number one movie. It's their number one film worldwide since its release, holding the top spot in over 85 countries. Believe it or not, the Obamas are two of the most influential people on the planet. Politics aside, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to agree that their potential to create good or evil in the world is monumental. Boy, how do I agree with that? That's why seeing their power to promote racial hatred is so deeply disappointing. Barack, shame on you. They say that Barack was heavily involved in creating the script for this. I don't know who to blame where. I'm not trying to attack Barack Obama. What I'm trying to do is highlight this is wrong in the movie. All right? In the Obama movie, Maya makes a comment about white people. And there's racism throughout this whole thing. So Barack Obama, again, using Netflix, is literally promoting racism, promoting mistrust among the races, while I'm trying to create a clarion call for civility and work together for peace and treat each other kindly like we're all God's children and let's deal with principles and issues. Let's not debate about who's right. Let's discuss what's right. Uh, let's, if we don't agree on something, kind of set it aside and be kind and respectful to one another. Regard, Okay, I'm that guy. You've heard me talk about this to ab nauseum. But here is a clip from the Obama movie. So this daughter is speaking. And what is happening, I guess, is this is two families that have to deal with the fallout of the, of the world kind of melting down. And, and these two families, uh, here's what she says in the movie. Listen. I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. Even mom would agree with me on that. Even mom would agree with me on that. See the ad hominem attack there? I mean, if you don't agree, you're an idiot. You don't even agree with my mom. Moms are like the best people on the planet, and how dare you disagree? Okay, it's the way it's phrased and written that's the problem. Now, I agree you shouldn't trust people that maybe you don't know, especially in a catastrophe situation. You should be very, very careful and guarded with your trust. The general point is right. You should always be cautious when there's strangers around, especially in a difficult time of disaster and you don't know what people's intentions are. And Okay, the point's not the problem. The Leave the World Behind becoming Netflix's top-rated movie in over 85 countries 
and then it literally recognizes that the Obamas are two of the most influential people in the world, and they're literally using this scene to promote racial hatred and racial mistrust. Okay, the Obama movie comment about white people. How dare they? You need to really be careful with who you give your trust to, especially white people. Now, Barack, you're half white, my friend. How dare you say that? And then refer to even my mother agrees with that? Your mother's white, Barack. Isn't she? Or do we really know who your mother really is? Or do we know who your father really is? See, I bring that up and I'm all of a sudden a whacked out crazy conspiracy theory guy. Lie. Not true. False. But see, this is what I mean. Barack Obama can literally create a movie that's got the backing of Netflix, that's in over 85 countries as the top movie, and he can say statements in his scripts through a little girl, basically saying you can't trust really anybody, especially white people. And then I'm the racist guy? Because I'm willing to admit that Barack's not black. Barack's not white. Barack's both. You say, well, what do you mean, Sammy, not black? He's a black man. Of course he is. Anybody who's not completely white is black. What does that mean? My skin's darker than my wife's, but we're both Caucasians. Well, Sam, there's a difference there. You see, the darker the skin, the worse it gets. For who? See, we've created this problem, and the Barack Obamas of the world, in their scripts, backed by Netflix, over 85 countries, are promoting mistrust amongst the races, particularly everybody else against the whites. I want to play that clip one more time to hammer this point home. Everybody can stick together but the whites. They're being singled out, right? And put that in the backdrop of Barack Obama saying, hey, or I'm sorry, of Joe Biden saying, hey, I know that uh, eventually the whites are going to be a minority in America, but don't worry. I told everybody to be nice to the whites. Now, here's what Barack Obama in his script has to say via a little girl. Here it is. I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. Even mom would agree with me on that. Wow, Barack, when your mom's white, that's sure interesting. Your mom agrees with that? Don't trust white people? So your mom's saying don't trust her. Is that right, Barack? See, this whole thing is just fraught with division and a narrative that, in my opinion, is just sad. And I'm the guy that speaks out against this. And then I bring this up to, say, the Southern Party Law Center or some of these other people, and they just ignore me. Where's the hate watch people to highlight this? I mean, can you find a more hateful statement having a little girl in a script that's on Netflix uh, in over 85 countries promoted everywhere, literally saying, hey, you know, you need to be really careful with trust, especially white people. Now, what if the script was turned around and the girl said that? I don't even know what color the girl is in the movie, and I don't care. But what if the opposite was said, but black was put in instead of white? 
What if it said, hey, you know, I just want you to really know you can't do let your trust to anybody. You got to be really, really, really careful, especially you can't trust black people. Even my mom agrees with that. Now, don't misunderstand me and don't misquote me, ladies and gentlemen. I am not saying that at all. I am reversing the script on purpose to highlight a critical point, which is how dare they in any case make those kinds of statements. Here's the statement that I would make in deference or indifference from Barack's script. I would say this. You know what? You cannot trust people that you don't know. Therefore, you're going to have to be really, really careful. And you're going to have to pray to God Almighty. And you're going to have to use the light of Christ that God gave you. And your conscience. That means right in your heart, your inside, your soul. Your conscience and your feelings. And be very careful whom you trust. But you're going to have to trust some people. You cannot get along alone. So you need God's guidance in who to trust. You need God's protection uh, in what, what you do. So pay attention to the light of Christ in you. Pay attention to your gut. Pay attention to God. Learn to trust yourself and learn to trust. But be very careful. I agree with the point that you don't just give your trust to anybody. I go along with that. But I also realize that trust should not be given lightly to just random people. It depends on what we're trusting them with too, right? You sure don't leave your daughters alone with the Coast Guard, I'll tell you that right now. Because it'll go bad. Trust me, the buried reports by your government proves it. But I digress. All I'm telling you is, I don't think we should use race as that divide card. And I say shame on Obama for doing so. We'll go ahead and take this break, Lizzie, uh, when it comes up. No problem, we'll take this one. Uh, But all I'm telling you is I look at this thing and I think, how dare they, the Obamas, with the influence they've got, when Barack Obama's literally half white and he's literally got a white mother and he literally has in his script, beware, don't trust people, especially white people. Even my mom would agree with that. For a half black, half white man to say that is absolutely divisionary and problematic to say the least. And is uh, there's no good in it. What good is going to come from that kind of a line, that kind of a statement, that kind of a belief, that kind of an advocacy? Here's what I would tell this little girl. God loves you. You are a daughter of Almighty God. I don't know what race you are, and I don't care. I know that you're a daughter of God, and God loves you, and he can protect you. Pray for his guidance. Do your best to keep his commandments. And I'm telling you, that's the best outcome you can have. Knowing that we live in a very difficult world, a very world fraught with trouble and pain and disturbances and concerns, and it's a very dangerous place. I get it. But let God guide who you put your trust in. That's what you should do. Everyone of every race, everyone in the world, God's children should all learn to do that, right? Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21. Our form of government came down from heaven. 
Verse 3. The many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Hey, we're spinning on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, this is insane. So anybody that's conservative or anybody that stood against uh, election fraud and everything else is in trouble big time. This doesn't bode well for the Donald either. Headline says this. Rudy Giuliani ordered to pay $150 million in, quote, defamation lawsuit. Um, he defamed, I guess, the people that he claimed were involved in election integrity problems, and now it's a big old to-do, and the judge went against uh, Rudy and everything else. Now, I'm not Rudy Giuliani's friend. I think Rudy's a bad guy, too, personally. I don't think he did really well at 9-11. Uh, I think he's on the campaign stage completely ignorant uh, in the debates uh, back in the day and everything else. That's my opinion, to which I'm entitled. I, I think the guy's goofy. But the fact is, this guy literally uh, now gets his head handed $150 million. Because he, along with Donald Trump, along with many other people, believe there's an election integrity problems. Yeah. So uh, Rudy can defame these people about elections, and he owes $150 million. Alex Jones can lie about or ignorantly explain his views of Sandy Hook, and he has to pay gazillions of dollars. You've got all these people paying out big money now for their views, for their free speech, for their opinions, wrong as right as they may be. Um, defamation, libel, slander, uh, defamation, okay, all these terms. But see, I, Sam Bushman, can't sue the Southern Party Law Center, IREHR, the Rolling Stone, anybody else, no matter how much they lie about me because I'm a so-called celebrity. I'm a public figure. Therefore, all the rules are different for me. I've lost half my rights. Well, the Obamas run around and say, don't trust white people. And no one seems to blink an eye. They say Sam Bushman's a racist. All right. While that's going on, I don't know if you know this, but I'm for civility, reconciliation, kindness, respect, dignity. We don't have to fight 
argue, meltdown. We can talk about liberty and patriotism in ways that isn't left-right or liberal conservative, or we can just discuss it based on principles and right and wrong, good and evil, truth and error. And we should never be afraid to stand on the side of truth. And if controversy comes, I'm sorry it got so controversial for the Savior, Jesus Christ, but he was sinless and he did what was right every time. And that is what caused controversy. So when you stand for what's right, you're going to end up being controversial. How do I know? Because the Prince of Peace. It's Christmas time. The Prince of Peace was controversial as all get out. The Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, stood on the right side of every issue all the time. He was perfect at it, right? He couldn't avoid controversy. So if you think somehow we can avoid controversy while standing up for the principles of Jesus Christ, you are sadly mistaken. Now, we can be gentle about it. We can control our behavior. We can be civil and kind and respectful. That's why I wrote my articles. But we must stand on the right side of issues. And we can do so kindly and appropriately. That's why I stood with that lady that was backed by CNN uh, and, and uh, talking about the Coast Guard, and how wrong they were to this black queer woman. Whatever they did to her was evil and wrong and should be stopped immediately. The fact that she's black, the fact that she's queer, those are points we may disagree on. I don't disagree that she's black. I'm just saying they would say, Sam, why would you speak up for her? She's black. She doesn't even trust you. You're a white guy. Remember Obama? See, she should trust me because I have her back. Why do I have her back? Because what's being done to her is wrong. That's why. The fact that she's black doesn't matter. The fact that she's queer, I, I believe her to be making poor choices. She would say, well, I was born this way and this is the way I am. We could debate the science all day, but I'm still here to say she has every right that I have and she should not be abused in any way by the government or anybody else. Right? Well, while I'm promoting this, meaning peace, prosperity, stability, raw God's children, Rudy Giuliani now owes $150 million. He probably won't pay it all. Alex Jones is negotiating his amount down right now. So is everybody else that gets attacked and sued. But they all have money to negotiate it down. I get sued, and I don't even have the money. I'll just uh, have to do the time, probably. Am I going to get sued for my free speech? I sure pray I have my opinions to which I'm entitled, free from government mandate or slander or defamation. I hope I can disagree with people in such a reasonable way to where it's like, hey, I didn't slander or liable anybody. I just personally believe something about them. I personally believe the Southern Poverty Law Center folks have roots in communism. And they have people in their organization that certainly are racist and everything else, just like the Coast Guard. The proof is in the first batch who started the organization who are now all gone in disgrace, I might add. You don't believe me? Go to hatescam.com and read the articles from the mainstream press to prove it. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, this story saddens me. And here it is. It's the final story of the hour that I want to get to. Headline says this Pentagon to tear down what's called Reconciliation Monument in Arlington National Cemetery by the week's end, despite protests. Joseph 
Mackinnon with the report on this. The Reconciliation Monument, ladies and gentlemen, also called the Confederate Memorial, was approved back in 1906 by Secretary of War at the time, William Taft. All right? It was commissioned by the United Daughters of the Confederacy back in 1910. All right? It was designed by Jewish former, you heard me, Jewish former Confederate soldier Moses Jacob. Ezekiel, I guess. Moses Jacob Ezekiel. And it was unveiled, I guess, in what they call Section 16 of the Cemetery by President Woodrow Wilson on June 4th, 1914. Now, uh, I don't even know how to respond to this. Why would we tear this down? The con- the Reconciliation Monument is designed to bring us together after a very horrible part of history. The monument consists of a bronze female. I guess atop a 32-foot pedestal. She's crowned with olive leaves. Anyway, it has a Bible verse, and I guess that's what the big problem here is, where they're going to beat, you know, this is the peace scripture that's in her hand, I guess, where it says a pruning hook and a plow um, will be turned into swords or whatever. Let's see. They beat their, um, you know, swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks and stuff like this. In other words, they they change from war to peace. That's what the monument consists of in its inscription with this female. Another inscription on the memorial states in Latin, and I'll say it, I guess, in English, the victorious cause was pleasing to the gods, but the lost cause... To Takato. Um, we're talking about God versus Satan here, folks. We're talking about the Reconciliation Monument is designed to bring peace. Now, what I don't understand about this is why would people want it taken down? 32 figures of mythical gods, southern soldiers, and then they say, and civilians surround are are depicted around this thing, including two black characters. Anyway, it also then talks about the Confederate side of things and including Kentucky and Missouri and everything else. But the memorial was intended as a monument to reconciliation in the aftermath of the Civil War. Now, Union Army President William McKinley, who supported legislation in the nineteen in nineteen hundred, basically wanted this. Everybody wanted this. It was the way to kind of symbolize that the nation's gotten past the mistakes, right? 
It's to celebrate history to say, look, we came, we made some mistakes. And but let's come together. Let's not let the mistakes divide us forever. Let's try to have a monument that that that, that and that's not good enough. Got to destroy it. Got to tear it down. Now, there's other monuments that I care about more than this one. Because this one, in my opinion, is is it's got a lot of controversy mixed into it from a variety of things, as I mentioned. But my big issue is this. Are we going to even destroy their attempt at reconciliation? Are we even going to destroy the historical landmark that highlights the memorial was intended as a monument to reconciliation in the aftermath of the Civil War? Are we really going to take that attempt or effort or uh, what do you call it? Documentation, historical relevance of an, an attempt for reconciliation to try to move past it as a one people again? Anyway, it's shocking to me that this would come down. These are historical necessities, in my humble opinion. For people to understand. For example, I'll debate anybody on the planet. The fathers were not um, slaveholding thugs. Many of them tried to get rid of slavery. Did you know that? Many of the founding fathers tried to get rid of slavery. They couldn't get it done in their time, but they certainly set the stage to make that happen. And good on them for doing so. I don't criticize them for that. Neither should you. What we should do is say, hey, we believe in this memorial that was intended to bring reconciliation. Civility. Woodrow Wilson was for it in 1914. The Confederate Memorial was approved in 1906 by the Secretary of War at the time, saying, look, let's, let's, let's now go for peace. But now the Pentagon is going to tear it down. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray for, the Mar- for America. I pray for Christmas. I pray for all of us as God's children on the earth, past, present, and future, that somehow we can obey God's commandments and reap his rich blessings as a, he promises us, reward. I don't promise that. He does. He says, keep my commandments. And when you do, you'll be blessed and protected. I believe God. I want to turn all of us to God, family, and country. That's the purpose of this broadcast. I hope this has been educational about who stands for what. I stand for all of God's children, and I stand as a follower of the Prince of Peace. I testify he lives. And I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.